Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love The scripture reading today is Psalm 46 And this is always the psalm For Reformation Day This Psalm 46 inspired Martin Luther to write the great Reformation hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, and we'll be singing that in a few minutes. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. God utters God's voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations God has brought on the earth. God makes wars cease to the end of the earth. God breaks the bow and shatters the spear. God burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Word of God, word of life. Well, I invite you now to please stand as you are able in honor of our gospel reading. That's a little bit of a drive-in church joke. Uh, <laughs> but some of you, uh, the, the Horners and Strickers down there are pretty warmly dressed and in lawn chairs, so they can actually stand. So that's pretty good. Uh, but if you are in your car, that is just fine. If you're at home, you're just fine sitting as you hear uh, this word of God as well. This is from John chapter 8. This is the uh, scripture reading from the Gospel of John that uh, Lutherans in particular around uh, the world are reading here this morning. It's from John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. And if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham, and we have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? And Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. 
the sun has a place there forever. So if the sun makes you free, you are free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated if you were standing. Uh, well, as I said, I do feel like a, a, a great uh, preacher in the old country here, uh, high up in this pulpit. Um, but uh, earlier this week, we were actually doing something that was not quite as uh, formal as this uh, church service here with robes and uh, stole and a big pulpit like this. Uh, instead, on Thursday night, we did Sacred Wit. Uh, some of you have maybe tuned in for Sacred Wit. It's this uh, conversations that we have on Thursday nights, a little bit of a show that the staff gets together on Thursday evenings and puts on. Uh, it's online and uh, folks tune in and it's always on the theme for the coming Sunday. So this past week, the theme was reference. Reformation Sunday and we're getting ready for this Reformation Sunday and so we have some conversation about that and we usually play a silly little game that goes along with it and so the silly little game we played this week was called which Martin said it uh, it was which Martin said it and so I listed off read off a list of quotes and the staff and everyone playing along had to guess which Martin said it was it Martin Luther Martin Luther King jr. or Martin short uh, so it was quite a game. It was, uh, did Martin Luther, the 16th century Reformation and our church's namesake say it? Uh, did Martin Luther King, the uh, junior, the uh, civil rights icon say it? Or did Martin Short, comedian and American actor say it? And so it was a fun little game. And I'm going to give you guys just a little bit of a taste of it here this morning. I'm going to read one quote that is from one of those Martins. And you have to guess which Martin said it. Here it is. No one is any one thing. No one is any one thing. Uh, I love this quote, and it fits pretty well for the foundation of who we are as people of faith. Works pretty well with Reformation Sunday as we think about that. No one is any one thing, because what we know is we are all created by God, fearfully and wonderfully made, and each and every one of us are these complex beings where, yes, I, I am a pastor, but I'm also a dad and also a son. And also, you know, I, I'm a kid who grew up on a farm in North Dakota. Each and every one of us has this complexity of elements that makes us who we are. And all of those things work together to be, to make us who we are. So it is a good, true statement that no one is any one thing. But the question is, which Martin said it? And that one was indeed Martin Short. Martin Short, American comedian, actor, and uh, just American treasure, right? Uh, so Martin Short said that one. And I think all of us were a little surprised that Martin Short had so much wisdom and insight to offer. So you might have to check him out. Uh, you can check out the rest of those quotes that were shared at Sacred Wit. Uh, those videos are out there online. Uh, but the one I want to focus on here today is specifically a Martin Luther quote. Uh, I want to share one more of these Martin Luther quotes. This one isn't Martin Short or Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, this one is Martin Luther himself, the 16th century reformer who uh, is the church's namesake. We are Elk River Lutheran Church because of Martin Luther. And so here's one of the quotes he shared that I think really, really sums up a lot about what the Reformation was about for us as a church. And here's what it says. Martin Luther said, God does not need your good works, but your neighbor does. God does not need your good works, 
but your neighbor does. That's Martin Luther. And uh, one of the things that Martin Luther was kind of fighting against and what got him uh, all up in arms and in trouble with the church at the time was he was really focused on this idea of works righteousness. Uh, this idea of works righteousness where there was this notion that uh, you had to be good in order to earn God's love and favor. That you had to be good and the better you were, the more you were good, the more points you earned and then when you did bad things you'd maybe lose some points. Uh, but the whole point was to have a lot of points built up so that by the end of your life when you die you have enough good points to go to heaven. And Martin Luther looked at that system and that idea of works righteousness that we can earn God's love and favor and salvation and said, no, uh, this isn't the way the Bible talks about love and life and God's relationship with us. Instead, God is a God of grace. And so the Reformation brought us back to this understanding and theme of grace that's so prevalent through the whole Bible, the idea of grace. We even hear this in John chapter 8. It says, Jesus says, so if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. If there is any punishment to be paid for our sinfulness, our inabilities to uh, live up to those expectations, those works that we are called to do, Jesus has already paid that price. And so we are recipients of God's grace. So God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does. We are set free to do these good works. I was reminded this week of an experience that Annie and I had uh, a number of years back when we were living in Minot, and I, I've told stories before about when our house flooded, and so, you know, our house was flooded, and so we spent months in construction rebuilding it, and during that time we had help from so many people, and so uh, we were so excited to be moving back in that we had a big house party planned, a big housewarming party to uh, thank all these people who had helped us and just celebrate that we were finally ready to move back into the this house and so it was the night before our big housewarming party and we were uh, there at the house working kind of late trying to get all these last-minute things done and there were a lot of last-minute things left to be done and so all of a sudden then we heard a knock on the door uh, we heard a knock on the door we opened it and it was uh, Angie Spicer uh, our second mom who had taken such good care of us during that time we had lived with her actually even her and her husband Dave for a few months at the beginning of this whole ordeal and so she was there and she came and she said, what are you guys doing? You have a party tomorrow. You got to start cleaning up. And we said, well, no, we still have construction. I mean, I have the miter saw set up in the living room. We're still nailing trim. We've got a lot of construction left to do, things that we got to get done. And she said, no, you need to clean. I'll go get a mop. I'll go get some brooms and some dust rags. You got to start cleaning this mess up. You got company coming tomorrow. And the thing about it is, when Angie tells you to do something, you snap to it and you do it. And so we did. We quick started putting away all the tools, cleaning up, and sure enough, she came back with mops and the brooms and all the cleaning supplies we needed to start cleaning up to get ready for this actual party. And she even said, well, you need some rugs too. So I'll get you some rugs because you can't have a bunch of people over your house when you don't have any rugs. And so uh, she got us all that ready. So there we are cleaning and all of a sudden we hear another knock on the door. And we opened the door and it's our friend Luke. He had seen our lights on. He knew we were getting ready for this party. So he came by with a 12 pack of beer and said, here, this is for the party tomorrow. But then he also quickly noticed, he was like, well, how are you guys doing? You, you look a little stressed. Can I help out? And Angie says, grab a broom. And so sure enough, he grabs a broom and he starts cleaning up too. It was well after midnight, one o'clock, by the time we called it a night that night. And by the end of that time, 
the house was pretty well in order. We needed that help that night, and we didn't even know it. God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbors do. And sometimes I think we don't even know the help that we need. And so thanks be to God for those people in our lives who just show up and help us out in ways, like I said, that we may not even know that we need. God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbors do. And so we are called to live this life of faith, to be there, to support each other. You know, earlier this week, I made a number of phone calls, called and checked in with some folks who I hadn't talked to for a long time. And it was good to just see how they were doing. And I just really loved those conversations. But then also, I had an opportunity this week, I had a friend just call me out of the blue too and just check in and we had just a great conversation. Uh, this week, we got a note card in the mail from Larry Cook. If you can imagine that, uh, you all here from Elker Luther know Larry. You've maybe received a note from him before as well. And both of those things were just so great. You know, sometimes we're the ones giving the help, that we're the ones serving and loving, and sometimes we're on the receiving end of that. And both are so good and so important because God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbors do. And so I just really want to encourage all of us to think about how can we be of love and service to our neighbors right now? Because we are all in need in a whole bunch of variety of different ways. And we are called to serve each other in a whole variety of different ways. God doesn't need our good works, but our neighbor does. Martin Luther knew what he was talking about all those years ago. And so we put that life of faith into action. You know, God's love and forgiveness and salvation, it isn't something to be earned or to be purchased or uh, something that we can gain. It's this free gift from God. And so when we've experienced that grace and love of God, we're called to live a life in response to that grace and love, putting love into action, serving and loving those neighbors. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.